Welcome to the SA for FA's Asset Allocator Podcast, a series that addresses issues of current interest to financial advisors, including ETFs, asset allocation, and the economy. I'm your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and today's topic is an intriguing value play suggested by Ian Bezik on Seeking Alpha. We'll get to that in a moment, but first, this word on behalf of our sponsor. Ian Bezik, whom I have always found to be one of the most interesting and insightful analysts on Seeking Alpha, recently contributed an article describing Chile as a buy. The South American country's stocks are down by 25% year-to-date, as judged by the sole Chile exchange-traded fund, the iShares MSCI Chile ETF, ticker ECH. I'll review his argument in brief, before adding my own thoughts. Bezik's key point is that Chilean stocks have been oversold on political fears. He argues that South America's premier example of economic success and political stability, a country whose P.E. ratio usually hovers above 20, but whose stocks are now somewhere under 15, should not be seen less favorably than Hong Kong, whose ongoing and longer duration demonstrations he argues are a greater threat to business, and yet whose shares have actually risen over the past year. In contrast, Chile is 2019's worst country performer, without any peers, and with only Nigeria as a distant contender for the 2019 Investing Hall of Shame. Yet Bezik notes that in contrast to most other markets, Chile sports sound money, a highly respected central bank, a diversified economy, and an undervalued currency, making Chile favorable for dollar-based investors. What's more, banks profiting from Chile's commodities exports offer a form of inflation hedge. He has plenty more to say, but I'll conclude with one of his strongest points, that if these protests result in a left-wing government, that does not at all mean Chile will no longer be a free market haven, since the Chilean left is sort of like left-wing Scandinavian governments which prioritize business interests. That's Bezik's argument. To properly evaluate it, I hasten to add, for those not up on the news from this normally quiet corner of South America, that a government-imposed metro fare hike in October set off a wave of popular protest that, according to Santiago's mayor, has seen one million Chileans take to the streets. Even if this estimate is exaggerated, Photos make clear that many hundreds of thousands of Chileans have joined the protests, which have been marked by violence and vandalism. That'd be a lot of unrest in any place, but certainly in a country of just 18 million, nearly a third of whom live in the capital. So we must ask whether it makes sense to dismiss mass dissatisfaction, as expressed by one-eighteenth of the population, in favor of the economic opportunity represented by the historically rare discounting of world-class businesses in the utilities, financial, and consumer sectors. I am inclined to think that the answer is yes. In other words, that Bezik is correct, for the following reasons. First, this level of mass dissatisfaction is fairly common nowadays, Remember the Yellow Vests movement in France? That movement also got underway in October, but of the previous year, in 2018. French stocks fell at that time, but recovered quickly and have reached all-time highs in dollar terms, very much strengthening Bezik's argument that the Chilean disruption should be a one-quarter event. The fact of the matter is that the French Yellow Vest protests continue to this day. I would surmise that the violence and disruption may be greater than in Chile, and yet in both places, life goes on. Not to minimize genuine socioeconomic problems, but business goes on because it must go on. People must address their material needs, 
which usually means work, and both France and Chile are places with a robust level of economic activity such that work is possible. What's more, Chile's right-wing government has responded this week with a $5.5 billion economic recovery plan, which includes massive infrastructure spending, new bond issuance, and plans for government spending to increase about 10% in the new year. That, plus aggressive policing, is bound to take people off the streets. Whether one agrees with this policy or prefers other sorts of measures, one can acknowledge that buying off popular protests with money is an age-old trick that usually works because money is usually what people are seeking. Indeed, another reason that gives me confidence in the Bezik thesis is that these protests are mainly economic. When political aims such as democracy and human rights are the focus of protests, as we saw at Tiananmen Square or in the protests that brought down the Soviet Union and the Berlin Wall, the stakes are higher, the problems harder to solve, and the business implications more ambiguous. But apart from this geopolitical and geoeconomic commentary, I'd add a key investment idea, which is that it's hard to argue with value. If, as Harry Markowitz said, diversification is the only free lunch in investing, then I think we can add that value is the only cheap lunch. It's cheap because we don't have to analyze a company's prospects and make correct bets in a confusing marketplace about which approach will win. Instead, along with the fact that prices have fallen considerably and the knowledge that Chile is a competitive marketplace rather than a pathetic basket case, it stands to reason that prices will eventually rise to match their economic value. Overall, Ian Bezik makes a persuasive case, and I have added ECH to my own portfolio. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast of value, consider passing it on to one other advisor. Also feel free to contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com if you have feedback or requests. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich.